This is East Carolina Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, hired football and the sports objective. All right, welcome in to the Sports Objective, a very special show. I know Kyle from the Grange would uh, kill me for saying that, but it truly is a special show, right, Bubba? Yeah, we've had this guy on numerous times before, but first time we've had him on since the big news last Thursday. Welcome back to the show. The new voice of the Pirates, Chris Edwards. Chris, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Guys, always great to be with you. Thanks for asking me to do this. I uh, love being on the podcast. I do have to correct you. I've said this to everybody, Bubba, and it's I, I mean this. Jeff Charles is always going to be the voice of the Pirates. I'm just the guy that's going to sit in the chair next and just try to honor Jeff the best that I can. But great to be with you guys. I'm humbled. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, I'm excited. There are so many emotions since last Thursday. Uh, my phone has not stopped going off, which has been unbelievable. Um, so thanks. I'm just excited to, to get to Greenville get or get back to Greenville and uh, get to work and start talking about uh, how good the Pirates are going to be on the field and on the court uh, this fall, this winter. You know, Chris, uh, when people were talking about, you know, they asked me like I knew what was going on. But through since the unfortunate passing of Jeff Charles, it was like, do you know who the new voice is going to be? I said, I have no idea. I'm not a part of the process. And they asked me, well, what would you look for? And uh, and I hate to say the, the term checking all the boxes, but when I thought about you, I'm a Pirate graduate 2010, you know Greenville, we don't have to drive you around, you're still – You've still been involved with like women's basketball games on ESPN Plus and things like that. And uh, so for me, I said, you know, Chris Edwards, hey, if he gets it, I'll be tickled to death. And I told you Wednesday night, I hardly slept. It was like winning a national championship for the Pirates. Appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I mean, when, when look, this is not the way you want to get a job, right? This is not the way I, I wanted to go about getting a job with, with Jeff passing and uh, with all the it's unfortunate events that come with that. I mean, this is not how anybody envisioned it, but uh, as someone who knew Jeff and who has felt so fortunate to have been mentored by Jeff, uh, he was the first guy in broadcasting that really believed in me or, or talked to me or even gave me any side, any sort of like direction. Uh, right. Uh, I, I love Jeff. Um, he's always got a special place in my heart to say that Jeff and I talked every day or every month, probably a little unfair, uh, but Jeff and I talked a lot. Uh, it was great to see him again when I did the, some ESPN plus men's basketball games uh, back in that COVID season where we didn't have many fans in the stands. It was great to see him and catch up and chat then. Um, and then when, when I heard the news, I mean, I was devastated like everybody else, you know, and, and well, I was on with you guys during the baseball season and we talked about it and talked about how awful it was. Uh, and and I, people asked me, are you going to apply for the job? And, and I said, look, like whatever happens, happens, but we got to honor Jeff. And that's what I what I wanted to do. And then the applications opened up and then the interview process. And I'm humbled and thankful and just blessed in so many ways to be able to, to follow in Jeff's footsteps. And hopefully I get to do this job for 35 years like Jeff did. Chris, here in a few minutes, I wanted to circle back to Jeff's legacy. 
you know, take us back to your childhood, you know, and when you developed a passion for broadcasting, you know, tell us when that was and, you know, some of the broadcasters that you really idolized. Yeah, you know, my dad told me when I was growing up, he said, you know, those who can't play coach and those who can't do either become broadcasters. So I feel like my lot in life was set pretty early. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. So when I was, gosh, five or six years old, uh, my grandparents, who I live beside now uh, in Garner, we're going to move to Greenville. So we're, we're in that whole process. But when I was five, six years old, uh, my grandparents have this doghouse, pretty big doghouse, uh, didn't have a dog at the time. So my grandpa put a uh, school desk, like an old timey, like school desk in the middle of this doghouse. And he zip tied a toy microphone to the ceiling of this uh, doghouse. And I would sit in that doghouse talking into this toy microphone for hours, pretending I was on the radio. Uh, and then fast forward a few years. I mean, the invention like, like the Nintendo, the Sega, the PlayStation, and you have all these college football and like Madden and EA sports football, whatever it was at the time. Right. I'm sitting in front of my TV doing play by play of my video games for hours. Uh, and I'm sure my family thought I was nuts. And they're like, there's no way that this guy's ever going to do this. And, and look, here we are, you know, 30 something years later, whatever it is, uh, living out a dream, you know, since I was six years old, the only thing I've ever wanted to do was be the, the, the radio broadcaster for a, a college football and basketball team. And, and here we are. I mean, it's hard to believe that like we, we've gotten here and, and like I've, I've reached the dream. So, uh, Bubba, I wish I could tell you who I looked up to. There are so many people that, that have that I looked up to growing up. I mean, I think the earliest ones for me um, were Skip Carey and Pete Van Weren and Joe Simpson and Don Sutton doing the Braves games on TBS. That's where I fell in love with, with sports and baseball and wanted to be a broadcaster. And then they're really lucky to have been able to grow up where I did, in, you know, in the Raleigh area where we could get ECU games on Saturday with Jeff, but you also got Gary at NC State and Bob at Duke and Woody at Carolina and and you know you listen to all those guys at least I did growing up I listened to all of them and, and I feel like if you listen to me call a game hopefully my style is a little bit of everybody you know like I'm a little bit old school in the way I try to approach things I, I want to be as vivid as possible I want to tell the story so there have been a lot of people that I've looked up to uh, and that have help, helped me get to where I am today. Chris let's talk about the one thing that people don't understand is you know you you have probably one of the most difficult sports you did uh, re most recently at Duke uh, with baseball. Talk about your preparation, how many hours you put in, kind of give a thumbnail sketch. I know it's uh, not an easy thing to say like in a short period of time on a on an interview here on a podcast, but can you talk about that, about all the prep that you do? Yeah, you know, and, and I, Dave, I, I'd be, you know, I pride myself on how much prep I do. I, I told someone the other day that I'm always chasing a nugget uh, there's always a nugget that I don't know. So that's what drives me every day is to find that next nugget. Uh, baseball for, for a weekend series, I'm probably 12 to 14 hours on a, you know, on a Thursday uh, and, and even into a Friday trying to get nuggets and notes on every player. Like I've got a tab for every player on our team, on the other team. Uh, if they come into the game, if they've had one at bat or they had a third of an inning pitch, I'm going to have something on them, a scouting report, a note, a nugget. What did they do in high school? Just something so – when that guy gets into the game, uh, I can say something about him because I don't ever want to be called to where, like, you don't know something about a player. That that wouldn't be very good. Um, so that's kind of my prep for baseball. Basketball is similar. I want to have notes on all the players, on my big boards that are in front of me. And it'll be the same with football and men's basketball too. So uh, football is its own beast in, in terms of prepping and having your boards and your two deeps and, and getting to know the schemes and the other team. And uh, a lot goes into getting ready for a football broadcast. And we've got – 
what, 30, 40 something days until we were at the big house. Uh, so the preps already started. Uh, the prep started for me. Uh, well, they called me on Tuesday and offered the job. And then the prep for me started on Wednesday. So we've been working on charts uh, for, uh, I don't know, a few days now, uh, trying to get just the, the skeleton of it done and trying to dive in and read as much as I can and get ready to go for uh, ECU in Michigan coming up here in about a month or so. Chris, so what an awesome opportunity that will be to, to call your first game as the, the voice of the Pirates up at the big house. East Carolina and Michigan, like you mentioned on September 2nd. But uh, you referenced uh, what it was like during your childhood. But talk about during your high school years, making that decision to attend East Carolina University and um, you know, major in broadcast journalism and you know, all the prep work that went into it. And once you were in high school and, and beyond at, at East Carolina, maybe getting to know a Jeff Charles and other announcers. Yeah, we talked about Jeff a little bit, getting to know him uh, early in my career at ECU. Uh, I kind of, like I said, I knew I always wanted to do this uh, or do something like this. I started doing the public address uh, at Garner High School when I was a freshman at Garner. Basketball, some baseball, some soccer, some softball, a little bit of everything. Uh, and then throughout my time at ECU, I would go back home to Garner uh, and call football games, basketball games, whatever. Uh, that's kind of where I got my start. I mean, I was telling someone earlier, I had a chance to – learn and grow and screw up and say things that were really outlandish that might get me fired somewhere else. Uh, but nobody really listened back then. Um, so thankfully I had a chance to, to, to grow as a person on air. I figured out uh, what my voice was going to be, how I wanted to call a game. And then from there, I got the opportunity at Duke uh, and had 11 great years at Duke with baseball, and women's basketball. And again, it was another chance to grow and learn and uh, connect with people and meet people and grow personally and professionally and I wouldn't trade those 11 years for anything. Um, so I've been really fortunate to have had a lot of people that have been in my corner for a long, long time. Uh, and we we take up the whole podcast. If I tried to sit here and tell you everybody who's had an impact on me, I would forget somebody. Um, but, man, I, you know what? You don't get here by yourself. Uh, and there have been a lot of people who have encouraged me and pushed me and got me to this point. And I couldn't say thank you enough to those guys and those girls and Everybody else has been in my corner for the last 20-plus years. Chris, one of the things I told you, obviously, it, with uh, Jeff Charles, he's a legend. You don't replace a legend. You have to kind of carve out your own legacy, if you will. You're a, it's a new era, a new day, if you will, when it comes to the play-by-play. Uh, what are some new wrinkles, some things that you'll bring to the job? Yeah, you know, I, my style is going to be different for sure, right? I, I'm not going to call a game. This I'm, Jeff and I are, are different people. Like, we, we call games different ways. So it, is it going to be an adjustment? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm going to – the way I call a game is going to be different than the way Jeff calls a game. Um, <clears throat> I, I Look, it's the ECU Sports Network, right? So we're going to – we're going to hype up the Pirates. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to say great things because – we can kind of be a little bit of a homer, right? Because it is the ECU radio. Now, that's not to say that if a kid on the other team makes a great play or, you know, hits a shot from midcourt, we're not going to say it's a great play. If the Pirates commit a holding foul, we're going to say it's a holding penalty, right? We're, we're not going to sugarcoat things. Um, but but look, we're, we're going to tell the story of ECU athletics. We've got a lot of cool things in the works with the ECU Sports Network that I'm excited to be a part of. Um, and we're just going to, we're going to call it like we see it, Dave. And that's the only thing I know how to do is, Call the game like we see it. Uh, be honest. Be fair. And uh, we're going to call a lot of pirate victories uh, over the next several years and hopefully the next several decades, too. 
Now, Chris, a, a couple of the things that you did to prepare for where you currently are, uh, you went to a broadcasting camp, I, I know, and then, and then you also – way back now. You're going way deep in yeah, the archives. Yeah, did my homework, uh, you know, and just preparing for this interview. I was you came across maybe an article. Um, I know um, you also sent off some of your audio and video to the likes of a Sean and the tremendous broadcaster that he is. And, you know, very quickly, I wanted to, to read a quote um, that was released by ECU Athletics last week when you were named to this position. Over the years, I've had many young broadcasters reach out to me and ask me to listen to their tapes. That is how I first came to know Chris a few years ago. When I first listened to Chris' work, my immediate thought was, this guy is terrific. The more I listened to Chris, the bigger fan of his work I became. Chris is an extremely talented and versatile play-by-play -play announcer. He calls several sports at a very high level. He is well-versed in all the fundamentals of play-by-play, -play, is an excellent storyteller, and has a pleasing style and likable on-air personality. As I've gotten to know Chris over the years, I can also attest to the fact that he is a wonderful person of high character. His depth of experience makes him an ideal person for this position. So um, pretty strong words there from Sean McDonough. And um, you know, that, that has to has to feel great to have someone that's so accomplished and you know, say those things. Yeah, it really is, Bubba. I, I mean, I got to know Sean doing some Duke women's basketball game. After a Duke basketball game, men's game, a handful of years ago. And we've been uh, – friends uh again sean not a guy that i text every day every month whatever but he's always been a guy that's been in my corner uh, anytime i had a question or i needed something he was yeah whatever you need i can bounce stuff off of him and when i told him i was uh applying for this position he was one of my biggest cheerleaders and he reached out on my behalf and um we text we traded some text telling you guys before we started recording uh, we traded some text uh, last week when i got the job and uh we're going to catch up sometime soon so it's been so cool and humble and rewarding and just overwhelming to have all these people that have reached out to me that I look up to and I think are talented broadcasters and people in this industry and so many Pirate fans, too, that have reached out. Uh, it, it has been overwhelming the last four or five days. Uh, Chris, what did the folks uh, at Duke say? Because uh, I know you've been you've made your name there, a great university, my home unit, like, I was literally maybe six miles from Durham growing up before I moved to Eastern North Carolina in 1985. But uh, what was it like there for Duke? What did the folks say? Yeah, everybody's been so awesome. Uh, every, every, and they've been aware of, of the process. I mean, I've made sure that the whole time that they knew what was going on. I didn't want to blindside anybody. Didn't want to put anybody in a bad spot or, as the term is, leave somebody in a lurch, right? Um, but once I got the job, there, there have been nothing but – we're proud of you. Happy for you. Everyone has just been awesome throughout this whole process. And I'll tell you, it's it, it's tough to leave, right? Because that place, it, it is like a second home to me. Like, you know, I've, I've met so many people at that place that have become friends and now will become our family and will always be part of my family. And it, that's what sports are about. It's about the relationships for me. Sure, it's about winning and losing. And we all are in sports because we want to win and we're competitive. But it's also for me about the relationships and building the relationships with people. Um, and, and that's that's great. And I'm never going to lose those relationships. And it would have taken a really special place for me to leave Duke just because of how special that place is to me and what we've been able to accomplish. You think about three uh, regional wins, uh, perfect game, ACC tournament championship in 2021 with baseball, ton of wins with women's basketball, sweet 16, upset victories. I mean, the upward trajectory for that program is ascending rapidly 
baseball is going to be great again this year, I think. Um, so it, it took a special th- place for me to leave. And this is obviously the most special of all the opportunities and couldn't have imagined a better place to land and a better place to hopefully end my career. Chris, embracing the legacy of Jeff Charles, I and mean, you've touched on that a bit already, but one of the things you hear Pirate fans um, talking about and they've grown accustomed to over the last 30 plus years is you can paint this one purple. So talk about that phrase and, you know, how you plan on implementing that. Do you plan on implementing that and, uh, and so forth? Yeah, I've thought a lot about that since I got the job. I, I don't know that I've come to like a great conclusion yet. Uh, <clears throat> look, it's it's a delicate situation. I understand that. Uh, painted purple is always going to be a part of the fabric of ECU athletics. Um, but we talked about it earlier, right? It, it's a new chapter of ECU athletics. We're going to honor Jeff. And we're going to honor Jeff always. And he's, as I told you at the start, always going to be the voice of the Pirates for me. I'm just the guy that, that's sitting in the chair and keeping it warm. So – I'd like to kind of cultivate it my own way. I'd like to do it my own style. Um, what that looks like, I'm not exactly sure yet. I mean, whatever whatever it is, I want it to happen organically. I don't want it to be forced. I'm not a guy that choreographs calls. I'm not a guy that, you know, at the end of a big game, I've got to say this or I'm going to say that. Um, you know, at Duke, there was some of that kind of organic thing that happened with the, the Blue Devil winner. Um, that's something that's going to stay there. Like, I'm not going to try to, you know, force that's a pirate win. I just, it didn't, you know, it's, it's got to happen naturally. Um, so it'll be organic. It'll, whatever it is, we'll trial and error. Maybe we're going to land on something, but, uh, we're, we're going to find something that fits. Uh, and I don't know what that is yet because we hadn't got there to start calling games yet. We still got a few, uh, a few days to, to get ready. And I'm excited about getting to the big house and getting started. Obviously I'll be on campus before that, but can't wait to meet all of our student athletes and our coaches and everyone that works in athletics. Uh, we've got a great staff at ECU. John Gilbert's done a heck of a job uh, already with this athletic program. And I am so fortunate to be just a small part of what we're going to do moving forward. So Chris, you don't have anything ready if the pirates upset the Wolverines. I mean, they could be the number one team and we could go up there like App State did in 2007. You don't have anything ready? You know, I, I think that would be unfair <laughs> to have something ready on, uh, what is today, uh, July the 24th or whatever. I think, that, I think that's a little unfair to try to have something ready today. Uh, look, there are things that are that are going on, right? I've got some thoughts and stuff, but there's nothing that I'm like, oh, this is going to be the phrase. And that's not, that's not fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I, I know that, I know how you, um, I know how much Jeff meant to you and a lot of us, so I totally get the whole thing. It's like you don't want to copy someone that's a legend, but at the same time, you have to you have to find a way to car, like pave your own path of a, a new era. So I totally get it. Yeah, and like you know that that was kind of Jeff's thing, and and you know I I don't have a great answer for you yet. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I have really thought about this and um, spent a lot of time and deep thought about it, and probably will continue to spend time and thought about it. And I'm going to talk to some people that I really trust and respect and admire. And I've already started to solicit opinions because like, look, the reality is not many people have been through this, right? Like the, the, the transitions like this are, are tough. It's always a tough transition. Think about when, when Woody retired at Carolina, right? Right. And Jones had to fill his shoes. And the same thing at Duke when uh, Bob retired and David had to fill his shoes. Those guys, to me, are always going to be the voice of the, the Blue Devils, voice of the Tar Heels, right? It's it's what you grew up with. So I've solicited a lot of opinions from people who have been through those transitions. Obviously, this one is very different. 
Uh, and I'm aware of that and I'm sensitive to that. And you know, look, I miss Jeff just as much as anybody else does. And I wish I could pick up the phone right now and call Jeff and ask him for advice. And what would you do? I'm just, I'm bummed. Uh, I'm excited. And I hope that, that Jeff is going to be happy. A, that I got the job and I hope Jeff's going to smile on us and going to be like, you know what, Chris is going to do a good job. And I, I hope that I honor his memory in a, in a way that is fitting to honor Jeff and what he did for this university. Exactly. And there, and there are so many opinions, you know, there are those folks that say you should use the phrase. There are those that would probably say that you should not. Uh, the biggest thing, like you're saying, is to do what, uh, you know, to do that homework, to give it thought and then just just be true to yourself. And I, I know that's what Jeff Charles would want you to do. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope I can honor Jeff uh, in, in the way that he needs to be honored, too. And several folks, Dave, chiming in on Facebook Live as well as YouTube. Uh, Alan Vick said, welcome, Chris. Looking forward to working with you. Uh, our Williamston Radio Station, 92.1, a.m. is an affiliate. Can't wait. I'm excited to get to know all our affiliates and all the folks that are in eastern North Carolina and talk pirate football and pirate basketball with them. And then um, and then Brandon, uh, we've already touched on this a bit, but he said, question for Chris, what do you think about calling your first pirate football game in such a historical venue like the big house. Yeah, it's going to be emotional. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming to think about when you kind of start thinking about it. Uh, right. I, I'm just, I'm humbled and I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know what the emotions are going to be like. There's going to be so many emotions because first game at a place like that, like, wow. And obviously replacing Jeff too, or try to be the next guy that tries to honor Jeff, uh, just a lot of emotions. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we got a lot of prep work to do before we get there, but uh, excited about the opportunity. No question. Have you already planned, uh, Chris, or is it a work as far as I know how much you love Greenville? I know being a pirate, graduating from there at ECU, but do you have plans to like go around the community where talking to people and maybe different groups and yeah. meetings and stuff? Absolutely. Uh, I want to, we're, we're moving to Greenville. We're in the process of trying to figure out a house and moving and, and all the stuff that goes with it, right? Um, so, but I've told everybody that will listen to me, I want to be in the community. I, we want to be out there as much as possible. So I want to be at the civic organizations. I want to go speak to all like the Rotary Club or the, whatever, the Civitan, whatever it is. I want to be there. I want to go talk. I want to be in the community. If you see me and my wife at the grocery store, come say hello. If you see us at dinner, come say hi. Like, please, like introduce yourselves. I, I want to meet as many people as I possibly can. We want to be visible. We want to be there for whatever we can be there for. Uh, obviously, we, 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 you know, time allows, schedules, think the conflicts, I understand all that, but we want to be around as much as we possibly can. Um, so if you see us, come say hello, introduce yourself. Let's talk about pirate football, but let's also talk about softball and soccer and field and, and lacrosse and, and all of our sports, right? Volleyball. I, I want to talk about every sport because they deserve just as much coverage and praise as football and basketball and baseball do because those kids and those coaches work just as hard as the other ones. So I want to be uh, able to talk about all of our sports and promote all of our student athletes in our programs. Chris, one of the things that makes a broadcast team complete is an excellent color analyst. You've had the opportunity to work with the likes of Jay Sonhalter, former pirate tight end, uh, Kevin Monroe, uh, mm -hmm. former pirate cornerback, and then also Andrew Bays, all-American punter. Uh, from what I hear, they're going to be part of the broadcast team this year is your analyst. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. I've traded some texts with Kevin uh, last week and he was on vacation. So we haven't had a chance to connect yet. I'm sure we will in the next couple of days. I haven't had a chance to connect with Andrew yet either. 
Uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind since last Thursday, just trying to uh, figure out what's up and down. It's been like drinking from a fire hydrant, you know? Um, so excited to have those guys on the broadcast, have the back, uh, looking forward to working with them, getting to know them. Uh, great to have David Horn back as our engineer. I talked to David for about 20, 30 minutes this morning, just trying to pick his brain because he's been doing it for a long time. So uh, not going to change a lot uh, with the broadcast. There'll be a lot of familiar voices. I guess mine will be one of the only new voices uh, on the broadcast. All but excited to get to work with those guys uh, talk about all the uh, all the good things the athletic we're going to do. Hey, are you there? Obviously, Dave's experiencing some technical difficulties there, but um, kind of also along those lines, and uh, you may have just touched on this. Uh, I apologize if you did. I know we discussed it off the air. Um, you know, um, Marty Fuhr, uh, and I know he had been the sideline reporter in years past. Um, you know, do, do you know anything there yet? Yeah, not not quite sure about any of this stuff yet, Bob. I mean, <clears throat> I'll get to campus in a couple of weeks, so – I'll try to sort all that stuff out whenever we get there. Um, look, we're going to be in good hands <clears throat> because Kevin will be back and Andrew and David. They're going to show me the ropes. I'm going to I'm going to have to lean on them early uh, to have to help the new guy along a little bit. So uh, stay with us. But we're going to we're going we're gonna to get there. Uh, and we're, we're excited to be able to tell the story. And I look forward to getting down and meeting all those guys. One of the back. other back. One of the other questions we had from uh, Chuck Sia on Facebook, he was asking, um, obviously, you're going to be calling football and men's basketball, and I, I told him that. But, uh, you know, tell us what you can um, about that decision to do two sports as opposed to three. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not trying to come in and rock the boat right away. Like, Scooter's done a great job calling our baseball games, and he's going to continue to do a great job calling our baseball games. Uh no point in me coming in and rocking the boat. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, but, but yes, that's that, that Scooter's gig, guys. Like I'm, I'm happy to work with Coach Houston and work with Coach Schwartz and be able to tell the story of our student athletes. Not that I'm still going to be around in the spring. I'm not going to leave town. You're still going to see me at baseball games and softball games. And we've got some great content coming with the ECU Sports Network throughout the year. So you're still going to see me. But, but those games are, are Scooter's to call, and I'm excited to have a chance to work with Scooter and uh, we can tell the story of ECU athletics together. Kind of um, a little bit lighter topic. You know, take us back to the, the years when you were a pirate student from what, 2007 to 2010, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but you were here during the Skip Holtz years, highly successful, uh, winning conference championships, um, you know, getting to know the likes of maybe a Jason Halter and, um, you know, some of the players on campus, but just talk about what it was like to be a pirate during, during those years uh, with so much success. Yeah. A lot of success. Uh, we were at every football game. Uh, when I first started at ECU, the student section, you guys remember was at the 50 yard line, like right behind the visitor's bench. Uh, I remember uh, rushing the, f uh, the field after we beat Houston to win the conference championship at home. Um, and I remember that there's a, a couple of pictures out there. I remember the West Virginia game that we won at home, uh, the Virginia Tech win the week before in Charlotte. There have been so many, you know, so many memories, the wins over Carolina. And I could go on and on and on. Uh, a lot of basketball memories, too. There were some uh, some lean years that we had whenever I was first at ECU. I remember uh, us rushing the court after a win over UTEP. 
when Courtney Captain hit a three from the right wing, uh, right in front of the uh, the ECU bench. So that was a lot of fun. I remember the win over NC State. Uh, I could go on and on, you guys. Like we had so much fun. Uh, there were not a lot of us at the basketball games uh, in my first few years, uh, but I remember that you know it was a game against Wake Forest where we played really well. Obviously, the win over Sydney Lowe and NC State was there for that. Uh, again, I've got so many memories uh, from just my my time at the games. You know, all the the experience around the games too uh, that we got to enjoy. I mean, there's nothing like Pirate Nation, and I'm excited to be able to experience game days again uh, at Dowdy Thicklin and in Minji's. Uh, we're building something really special, and this is a fun time and an exciting time to be a pirate. The baseball regional in 2009, scoring yep. three runs in the bottom of the ninth. With them remember that well. Yeah, remember that really well. Sure do. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Chris, talk about your experience with, obviously, with you were talking about East Carolina, but that actually helps you out a lot when preparing for games because you have great memories of past from East Carolina. So it's not like you're the quote quote new guy. You're well, as we already talked about, you know Greenville, but you also know about the history. Yeah, there's already there's some institutional knowledge there, which I think certainly helps. Uh, and I can go back and think about games, or I'm, maybe when you're prepping, you can remember a game or a moment from that game that that sticks out. So I hope that helps. Uh, you know, I can remember being in class with, with with some of those guys. I distinctly remember a math class I had with Chris Johnson uh, when I was at ECU. So I mean, there's there was a lot of a lot of good times and a lot more good times to be had moving forward. Chris, really appreciate you spending a half hour with us this afternoon. You know, before we let you run and get busy, because like you said, I know um, you've been extremely busy these last several days since being named last Thursday. But, uh, you know, do you have a message for Pirate Nation before we wrap this up? Yeah, first, thanks for having me. Always great to be on with you guys. Uh, just thankful, excited to get started. Uh, it's going to sound different. It's, you know, it's not going to be Jeff. Uh, and I hope everyone understands that, but give us a chance, uh, you know, give us a chance. We're going to tell the story of ECU athletics and we're going to do it in a way that is uh, a power. Hopefully it's fun and it's easy listening. And you can tell that we have a good time working with each other and you can tell that we want to be there and I want to be there for a long time. So uh, hang with us and uh, we're, we're excited about the future. We really are. And before we let you go, Chris, how can people follow you on Twitter? We'd like to give you thousands and thousands of more uh, followers. On I, already got a lot of, I already got a lot of thousands uh, the first day. Uh, but, yeah, on Twitter, at Chris underscore underscore. That's two underscores. At Chris underscore underscore Edwards. You can just look for my ugly face. Uh, I have a face for radio for a reason. Uh, so my, my mug's up there. So uh, give me a follow and uh, let's connect. And when you see us in town, please stop and say hello and and let's talk about all the good things going on with the Pirates. All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll let you get back to it and getting ready to um, do the play-by-play this fall and winter. Thank you so much and look forward to working with you in the future. Likewise, guys. Good to be with you and look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, sir. Go Pirates. Go Pirates. There you have the new play-by-play voice of the East Carolina University Pirates, Chris Edwards. Appreciate his time as always. I'm very excited for him to be named to this position. And I'm the director of broadcasting on the ECU Sports Network now at East Carolina University. Very exciting time, Bubba. I know that you and I, um, obviously Kyle and Matt can't, couldn't be here uh, today, but I know how excited they are to have Chris Edwards. Not only the fact of a relationship we had with him before, um, obviously while he was at Duke, 
but now he gets to come home and I told my children, I said, you always need to be good to people because you never know when you're going to be working with them. And lo and behold, I mean, we, we didn't know what was going to happen in February with Jeff. That was so awful. Uh, a dear friend of ours and uh, now another friend um, gets gets the job. So um, it's kind of bittersweet, um, like you talked about. But uh, I think it's going to be great. And, and I hope people will give him a chance because um, you don't ever replace a legend. He's his own person. And I, I look forward to it. I think it's going to be very exciting, Bubba. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be very weird, uh, but not weird in a bad way. I mean, you know, Chris Edwards, um, as you can tell, you know, he's going to be his own man, but at the same time, be very respectful and uphold Jeff Charles' legacy, and you know, do everything he can to honor Jeff while being himself. And uh, that's all you can ask. And I think um, you know anybody that uh, I, I think. You know, what I've seen, the response on social media, et cetera, and the people we've talked to, you know, have been very excited. But, you know, if anybody was a little unsure, I think, um, you know, their their doubts should be removed after hearing what Chris had to say over the last half hour. No question. He's a great – first of all, he's a great guy. Um, he's like Jeff in the way – one way they are similar is they're both really good guys – uh, they have a lot of talent, but they're even better uh, person than, you know, a broadcaster. And I think that's that's where um, the two of them are the same or similar. And so that will bode well for him moving forward. And like you talked about, all the civic groups, if you have a civic group, a church group, um, any way that he can get in front of people, if he can work it out and it doesn't compete or conflict with his schedule, I'm sure he'll make it happen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you can tell he's going to be very accommodating and you know very very personable, and like you heard him say. You know, if if you see him around Greenville, definitely come up and say hello. And uh, he he's just fired up for this opportunity at his alma mater. But um, there were a few things we wanted to touch on, Dave. I know before we get out of here, um, you know, some upcoming content and so forth uh, here. And I guess oh, what a little less than two weeks from now, we will have the TSO college football preview show coming to you live from Porky's backyard barbecue on East Boulevard in Williamston. Yeah, we're very excited. In fact, um, our whole family, we ate there for uh, Sunday, the Sunday buffet, Bubba, you've got to check it out. I know whenever you're close in town, you can hang out with me and we'll go there. Uh, It's just second to none. I mean, it's like 22 99, but that's including, um, that's without the beverage, but you do get like a dessert. You get like a lot of great stuff. Meat. There's a whole bunch of meats on their vegetables. Too much to mention. Uh, it's that much on the uh, on the buffet. And they also have a great. Um, I don't know about you, Bubba, but I love a breakfast buffet. Their breakfast buffet on Saturday mornings is second to none. It's seven to ten thirty. But I want to thank Mark and Miss Joyce and everybody there. Uh, Miss Betsy. I don't want to leave her out. Uh, Mark and Betsy are uh, husband and wife and. Just do a great job. Miss Joyce is like the heartbeat of that restaurant. And they invited us to be there on August the 5th uh, from 10 until noon. So we could have done it in-house. Everybody's at home. But when they invited us to do the show there, I was telling them about what we were getting ready for. And they asked, hey, do you want to do it here? Uh, Mark did. And so I reached out to the guys. And I wish all you guys could be with us. But um, all four guys could be together. But. We live in four different places, and Matt in particular, would that would be a huge haul for him. 
um, and Connecticut. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, the legendary uh, coach, Harold Robinson of Williamston High, and of course, East Carolina, he's going to be with us. And we've got a lot of other surprises I'm sure we're working on right now behind the scenes, right, Bubba? We do. Um, like you mentioned, H. Rob, uh, Harold Robinson, the Williamston legend, uh, homegrown there, uh, and then obviously did a tremendous job for multiple head coaches, um, Skip Holtz, as well as you know, John Thompson uh, in his high school relations role. And uh, you know, he actually, I, I believe, stayed on with Coach Ruff as well. Yep. Um, but then you also, in addition to Harold, have Adam Witten, the play-by-play voice of the App State Mountaineers, Rene Angolia, David Glenn, uh, Morgan Aylers will join us. Uh, Holton just left today. Um, you know, today being the 24th and to head out to uh, Seattle. So best of luck to Holton uh, with the Seahawks. You know, here's hoping he makes the roster and uh, has – has a lot of success in the preseason. Um, you, we also have Jay Sonhalter, who we referenced a couple times during that interview with Chris Edwards. And then um, let's see. Also, we we may have Chris Vanini of the Athletic, and then potentially, um, well, actually, he won't be uh, part of that show. But Chris Doring of the SEC Network, he'll be joining us on Wednesday night, and um, you know, a couple days from now. And then, uh, in addition to in addition to him, uh, we'll catch up with Big Game Boomer, obviously uh, Oklahoma graduate. Uh, we'll we'll catch up with uh, John Whitaker, who is known as Big Game Boomer, uh, at 8:30 on Thursday night. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, we'll be talking pirate hoops. Uh, you of course remember within the last couple of weeks we had Mike Schwartz on. Uh, we'll be joined by Cy Seymour to talk about the Pirates. Um, tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Uh, so make sure to uh, to join us live if you can. But if not, um, go back and listen to the archive, which is available obviously Facebook, YouTube, or pretty much all podcast platforms. We've done our position previews, and we've done running backs. Uh, also talked about the tight ends, uh, wide receivers. Go back and check those out. And then our opponent previews: Phil Constantino of Gardner Webb. Uh, Adam Witten of App States, uh, Steve Cotton from Marshall, and then uh, also uh, Ken Levicka of FAU. And then for Navy, uh, we were able to catch up with the first-year head coach of the midshipmen, and that is, of course, former defensive coordinator Brian Newberry. Very exciting time, and, you know, a lot of people wondering about our content. We're going to keep putting content out as much as possible. And, Bubba, you know, some people have asked, are you going to take time off? And I said, Here's the situation. Bubba can attest because he works extremely hard. I try to assist him as much as I can, but he, he works extremely hard booking the guest. And when you have a chance to have a Chris Doring on, uh, you can't say, well, Chris, we only do the shows on, say, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's our normal time. We we do it when we can do the interview, just like with uh, just today uh, when we have Chris Edwards. Uh, we can't tell the person, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do the show at such and such a time on a Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, we have to do it when we can do it. And uh, and so, Chris, I know that's like stating the obvious, but Chris Doring is uh, huge. And uh, I got a funny story to tell you, Bubba, off air about Chris. We'll talk to him about that on on Wednesday night. Yeah, we do everything we can to provide you with excellent content, you know, whether it's live or perhaps recorded and then releasing it uh, during you know, prime time, so to speak. 
But um, in addition to our TSO college football preview on August the 5th, uh, we also um, we mentioned some of our other content. But this football season, as we have, I think this will be the fourth year now of the Pirate Football Playback. And for the third year now, it will be brought to you by LNK Custom Homes. Appreciate the support of former East Carolina defensive back and great um, Kevin K.K. Walker. You know, he is in the Greensboro area, but um, check out LNK Custom Homes if you're interested in building a home, buying a home, and you know, Kevin Walker can point you in the right direction and can take care of building your dream home for you. So uh, you can reach him, 336-688-8461 or kwalkerkev at aol.com. want to give a shout-out to uh, Kev again, uh, to KK. He, he, I tell you what, uh, his work, if you haven't seen it on Facebook, is tremendous, and I know we're going to work on that, on showing his work. But uh, I tell you, whenever – and I have a lot of friends that are contractors, so they would probably get mad at me for – but if I ever win the, you know, the Powerball like last week, Bubba, um, one of my first calls would be to Kev to say, I know that you're in the Greensboro area. Can you send a crew down here to Williamson down east and to Martin County? <laughs> and can you come here and help us out? Because uh, I have a lot of work to do. And, man, that would be tremendous to have uh, somebody like him. And if you're in the triad area, um, if you've got the money, I'm sure he has the time. <laughs> um, but definitely reach out to Kev because he's uh, he does top-notch work. Don't take my word for it. Uh, check it out on Facebook or get, give him a call and he'll, I'm sure, have some samples of some pictures and of his work. Yeah, definitely appreciate KK's support. Um, also, you know, folks, um, we're obviously, as Chris mentioned, we're getting closer and closer to the start of Pirate football. You know, so with that being said, make sure you've got your season tickets. Um, odds are we're preaching to the choir on this show, but you never know somebody – may hear us uh, who has not ordered their season tickets. So if that's the case, go ahead and, and do that. Um, so uh, you, you can do so 1-800-DIAL-ECU or by simply going online to ecupirates.com to get your ECU football season tickets. Last I heard, we were right there around the uh, 14,000 mark, just under, just above 14,000. So um, that's about 1,800, 1,900 shy of where we were a year ago so uh, that needs to get better and uh, hopefully we'll be able to sell a couple thousand more and top the mark from 2022 no doubt please do that 1-800-ECU-ECUPirates.com and like Bubba said I know some of us you know financially you may have to wait till now to purchase your tickets totally understandable we, we get that um, but go ahead and do so because uh, you know Chapel Hill with UNC uh, they've sold out a, a basketball school <laughs> sold out with their season tickets so we're more of a football school um, we need to go ahead and sell those out and coach houston needs us uh, the players need us everybody needs us to uh, do that and by the way just think about this if you're i'll leave this this is my last uh, thing and then i got to get here above it but uh, i would say to people if you don't realize that football is what <laughs> like they say the straw that uh what is it uh, stirs a drink and so you need to make sure that you go out there and that helps funds. Every, it, basically, that's our model. And like a lot of people, if you buy the season tickets for football, that helps for all our other programs. And uh, it's a huge part of that. And we can't do it. If we don't have the money, we can't do it. So make sure, again, one 800 ecu or ecpirates.com. 
Yeah, no doubt. And uh, right now we'll, we'll welcome in Kyle, uh, just getting off work. Kyle, um, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, excellent interview with Chris Edwards. And uh, one of the things that really stood out is just, well, he's undoubtedly going to be true to himself, but also, up, you know, uphold the legacy of Jeff Charles. Yeah, I was uh, was hoping to be able to join and at least uh, have a chance to welcome him. Um, but uh, Chris, being an ECU alum, he understands uh, the importance Jeff Charles was to the program. Uh, not only to the, I say to the program, all athletic programs, football, basketball, just to the whole university. Edwards gets it, and you know he doesn't need to try to be Jeff Charles. He needs to be Chris Edwards. But while honoring Chris, uh, Jeff Charles's legacy, and I'm sure Chris will do that. Um, and, um, you know, he's a pirate, so glad to have him on board. It was, uh, you know, I, I, there was two guys, Chris Amire, Chris Edwards was, you know, the only two guys that I was really interested in for the job. And I'm, I'm glad we hired one of them. And, uh, so nice job by the administration and, uh, I'm sure Edwards will do a good job. That's one of the things in addition to his thoughts on Jeff and his legacy is, um, what you were saying right there, that even though he's just calling the action for football and men's basketball, that, uh, you know, he's a pirate and, you know, he's going to be around supporting the other programs, you know, be it baseball, softball, women's soccer, or what have you. And that, uh, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be um, providing support there as much as possible. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, like you say, it's going to be calling uh, football, basketball, but, uh, you know, he, he he will probably, I'm sure, embrace Pirate Baseball. He's a baseball guy. He called Duke Baseball. Uh, Scooter's going to continue to do that, um, as he should. And, uh, you know, Chris, uh, it, it should be an easy transition. Um, what Did y'all, did you guys ask him? Um, I'm curious to know if he'll be doing the coaches show or if that will still be Bailey's responsibility. We actually failed to ask that uh... Yeah, we wish I'd have thought to to ask that, but um, that, that's a great question. My guess is that he would do it, but I, I don't know that for a fact. Uh, but we we will ask that off air, and uh, you know, get back to our viewers and listeners with with and then what what Chris had to say as far as the Mike Short show, in addition to the Mike Houston show. Yeah, both TV and radio. I'm just curious to know. I. Uh... I would assume he would take the responsibilities back on uh, that Jeff had um, kind of relinquished and Brian Bailey had been doing recently. But uh, who knows? Uh, you know, we, we don't know for sure. We uh, we did confirm. On, I'm sure you mentioned this on the, during the interview, Bubba, that uh, that um, Kevin Monroe and um, and uh, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, I'm, I'm, Andrew Bays. Andrew Bays. Thank you. I was. I, I was going through every kicker and punter we've ever had. I could not get Andrew <laughs> Bays in my head. Um, yeah, the Bays and uh, Kevin Monroe uh, are going to continue to do the uh, the analyst work. Monroe for home games and Bays on the road. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how they do working with Chris Edwards. Um, all right, did, did you did you talk to him about that? I'm sure he knows them both. He does. Uh, well, actually, he he does not know Andrew Bays yet. He's exchanged texts with Kevin Monroe, and I, I, my guess is that that he knows him a bit, but um, don't know that for certain. But I do know he he has exchanged texts with Kevin Monroe, but uh, is yet to meet a former Pirate All American punter Andrew Bays. But uh, he he had talked, you know, with Clay Walker with Playfly, um, the general manager, 
and um, and Clay said that they would be back, and he's also talked with David Horn um, a considerable amount. Okay. Yeah, and Andrew Bays is a is pretty easy going guy seems to be so uh, should should be a, a easy uh, an easy um, mesh I guess for lack of a better term with him and Chris Edwards. Yeah, I, I think I don't think you'll um, sure there'll be a learning curve there just like there was with uh, with him doing it for the first time last year with uh, with Jeff Charles um, in, a, in a analyst role, but um, that's something that. I'm sure that chemistry will develop pretty quickly, and and um, you know, they'll they'll get up to speed in in no time uh, up up there at the big house. Yeah, you know, in, in a way, it would, to me, and this is not taking anything away from Andrew Bays, but just Kevin Morrow's done it so long. In a way, with being Chris Edwards' first game calling, uh, you know, FBS college football at this level, uh, unless he's done some ESPN Plus work or whatever, um, it would be nice to have Monroe up there with him. Uh, from an experience standpoint, but I'm sure him and Bays will do just fine together at the Big House. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, hey, when that's something we did mention on a couple of occasions. I mentioned it, and then also one of our viewers on YouTube mentioned it. Um, what a venue to get your first uh, – to be calling the action for the Pirates for the first time. No, no doubt. I mean, I uh, uh, the opportunity to call a game in the Big House, I'm sure, is a bucket list for a lot of – broadcasters and he gets to do it uh game one for east carolina so uh that's exciting and um i did you touch on the basketball news uh, no, that's, like, that's actually where i was headed next uh, and yeah what, what kyle's referencing um, of course we have become aware of some of the some of the non-conference schedule this year and, and then the conference schedule was announced we don't we don't know dates yet but we do know opponents and where but um, you have South Carolina coming to Menjis after the Pirates defeated the Gamecocks in Greenville, South Carolina a year ago. You have UNC Wilmington in Menjis. You go to George Mason. George Mason comes to East Carolina in 24-25. Today we found out and give credit to Stephen Igo here, and I believe uh, he had gotten this information from from a, a Florida source perhaps, but um, Florida had – released their schedule on on their website and uh, they are going to be playing the Pirates uh, in Lakeland uh, which is not too awfully far from Gainesville probably I guess maybe a couple hours if I had to if I had to guess Uh, but um, big news we we knew uh, when we talked with coach Schwartz he did not divulge who we were going to be playing but said that there would be an SEC opponent at, at a neutral site you know I was just guessing that it may be Georgia and Charlotte but um, still good news with Florida down in Lakeland. Yeah, Florida's a program that's won national championships in basketball and somewhat recent history. So a uh, big opportunity there for the Pirates. I was hoping for Kentucky. But as bad as Kentucky was last year, but they're still Kentucky, I was just – I was hoping we'd get a shot at the uh, Wildcats. But uh, it's um, – or am I thinking of Louisville? Which one was terrible last year, Bub? Was it Louisville or it was Kentucky? Louisville was terrible. Louisville. Louisville's terrible. Well, Louisville, forget, forget, Louisville forget what I said at all then. Yeah, Louisville <laughs> won. Yeah, Kentucky what, Kentucky um, had a good year. They weren't uh, anywhere as close to what they yeah, had. Yeah, it was Louisville that won like four yeah, games. Yeah, Louisville was like a, I don't know, five, six, seven-game winner, if that. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. I was getting confused between the two Kentucky schools. But uh, I uh, anyway, it's cool to play the Gators. Um, non-conference schedule is improving. Is it where it needs to be overall? No, 
Uh, but it's pretty close to where we are as a program, I think, to where it needs to be. You know, I'd, I'd like to add one or two more, um, you know, uh, A-10 type opponents, if you will. Um, maybe one more tough road game like a Florida. Um, but it's, it's way better than it has been being. And uh, hopefully Schwartz will continue to improve it as our basketball program improves. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about basketball this year. Of course, I always look forward to football. Football comes first, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, but uh, I'm as excited about Pirates basketball as I ever have been. And that's honest. I, I really believe in Coach Schwartz. Kind of shifting gears back to football. Um, this is some news that came out in the last few days. Um, Mike Houston. Uh, was up attending the luncheon in in the Triangle area. Uh, the, the Bill Dooley chapter of the Coaches Association. Uh, I'm trying to recall the official name of that event, but it's it's an annual event that takes place. There uh, it's it's like the Bill Dooley kickoff something luncheon. I watched it on WRL. Okay, and the, uh, I need to go back and do that. I have have not done so. Yeah, but David I, Glenn hosted. So you saw um, the quote. I'm guessing um, this is something that we had heard about months ago, but um, Coach Houston mentioned it. Um, we called the institution out. Um, this is this in regards to tampering um, yep. in, the, in this NIL era. Um, we called the institution and told them, listen, this is what's going on. You need to nip it in the bud. It, it continued, and so that's when we turned them in. And, and give credit once again to Stephen Igo at Hoist the Colors here, but uh, you know, from what we gathered, uh, it was uh, Florida – and um, as it pertained to a certain pirate defensive back, yeah, I, I uh, you know, we, we can't confirm 100% it was Florida. Uh, we and not, you know, uh, we're, we're just speculating yeah, just, here, just reportedly, reportedly it was Florida. You know, I, I kind of I had somebody else in mind when it first came out, Bubba, and I won't say that's cool because they haven't their name hasn't come up, but uh, I'll tell you off the air who I thought it was going to be. Uh, you may have an idea already, um, another SEC school, but um. I, uh, and I, then I also thought about another school and, uh, and that one really is who I thought it was going to be. Um, and if you think real hard about it, you probably know who I'm alluding to, uh, involve the receiver, but, um, um, it, word is from Stephen I, this is per Stephen I over 24, seven com. What's the colors who says it's Florida. This was not Mike Houston that said that, nor is it us just to be clear. Uh, we're just, we're just passing on the word that we, that we, Heard from from um, I go from twenty four seven that it was Florida that uh, he reported. So uh, if that's bad information, don't blame us. Um, so uh, I, I I props to Coach Houston for doing it. Whoever it was, um, you know, I, I saw uh, some some concern from some Pirate fans that you know what if it backfires and we get blackballed? Uh, I, I don't know how we can blackballed by who the SEC. Uh, I think we already are. Um, I think you got to do it. I think you got to send a message to people that uh, it's not going to be tolerated. Um, NIL. Phone call, Bob. I don't know if that messed me up or not, but uh, NIL is out yeah, of control. Yeah, drop, drop for just a minute, but you're back now. NIL is out of control, and you can't have you, you can't have people, you know. Look, if a kid enters the portal, he enters the portal. But you can't have people actively recruiting kids that aren't in the portal and, and, you know, and, and throwing them NIL deals out there. And it happens and it needs to stop. Yep. Um, no doubt uh, in the words of Coach Houston. But uh, 
Also, on a football note, this is something, it's certainly not concerning by any means, but it's, it's just, it's kind of comical, actually. But um, this is something Pro Football Focus uh, released their three preseason All-AAC teams, and none of the 84 players listed on those teams were a Pirate. Uh, yeah, but- <laughs> which is, on the you're talking about the three deep there. Right. Um, that's shocking to me. Um, you know, I saw we didn't have anybody first team. I, I didn't realize that we all were third team that, uh, we didn't have anybody. Um, I, I, uh, I think that that says a lot about, um, where maybe some of our pirate fans are a little bit, uh, overly, their expectations are still a little too high, but, um, I, I think it's insulting not to have anybody, uh, on first, second or third team. Um, you know, I think somebody like Jalen Johnson, if he if he stays healthy, could be an All Conference performer. I think Marlon Gunn, if he stays healthy, could be an All Conference performer. I think Shane Calhoun, if we can get the ball to him more, could be an All Conference tight end. Um, and that's just on the offensive side. I think if you look at our our D line, um, you know, it's, it's really solid. I, uh, who who did you think? Uh, who, who, name a couple of Pirates that you're you surprised. Know, you- you named some of those uh, that I, I was going to say. Uh, a Shane Calhoun, I would have thought that, you know, he would at least be a, a third-teamer or something. Um, um, Julius Wood, you know, excellent yeah. safety, you know, who was right there at the team lead, if, if not the team lead in tackles a year ago. You know, definitely yeah, I mean, uh... definitely in the top top few tacklers. And um, – I would have thought that one of them. I mean, them, if he's good enough to play in an SEC school. Yep. I, I would have thought that one of them would have been. Um, and then I certainly think it's understandable they weren't named, but. That's a little surprising. You mentioned Wood, and he led the team in tackles. And, and uh, you know, do your research, and you'll figure out what my reference just was. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it's a little surprising he wasn't. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, I, I won't. If it was first team, or I would say, ah, okay, it is what it is. But when you go all the way down to third team and you're telling me we don't have a single player, um, either we're going to, either they're right and we're going to be a really bad football team, or um, we're a little underrated. I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go look at what Phil Steele has. I got his magazine right here and who, what his all ACC, excuse me, all AAC team looks like. Um, because he does that for each conference, and uh, I'm guessing I would I would trust Phil Steele over Pro Football Focus, to be honest with you. Yeah, Julius Wood, 88 tackles. That was far and away the most on the team. The ne- next most was Gerard Stringer with 70, and he also had two interceptions, um, and then he he had three forced fumbles. Yeah, ridiculous. He he should have definitely been a uh, an All ACC uh, selection, and. Uh, uh, you know, it'll be what it'll be, man. I I, I think we're going to be a, a a a decent football team. Uh, I think we have a lot to prove, but uh, just shocking. How many how many guys in Charlotte have on the uh, on the all ACC? Honestly, uh, did it again. All AAC uh, team. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, honestly, that's how little stock I you know concern I have about those preseason awards and rankings that I, I didn't even take a look at it. I just, I just saw the information uh, concerning the pirates. Yeah. Well, I, I saw some, I saw I go and I'm assuming it was from pro football focus. 
he, he said that we were the only school in the American to not have a team, uh, not have a player on the. Uh, yes. So as Charlotte, far as, as far as how many Charlotte has, right. uh, I have no idea whether it's one or eight. Well, I guess we shouldn't even. Uh, I guess we shouldn't even assume we're going to beat Charlotte then, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. <laughs> yep. Um, so. Oh, um, twelve. Not- maybe, maybe one and eleven. Maybe we'll get Gardner Webb. Uh, you know, it's going to be a sad, sad season in Greenville. Woe is us. Yeah. But uh, anything else on your mind that uh, maybe maybe you think's worth discussing? One thing that I'll bring up. Um, you know, we had John Gilbert on the program probably a little over a month ago, but um, I saw ECU Pirate Club and tweeted this. I want to say it was maybe back on Friday that uh, you can ask John Gilbert a question. Just go to ecupirateclub.com slash ask the AD and uh, submit your question for ECU AD John Gilbert. Where are we at with season ticket sales? Do you know? Last I heard, we were um, either, I think, just shy of fourteen thousand. Um, okay, and so, so yeah, we we were, um, and this was, just one moment. Uh, yeah, that was back. Uh, let's see here, that was back last Thursday. We we we, we were just shy of fourteen thousand, and um, we. We'd received a nice bump over the last two, two and a half weeks. And then also an update as far as ticket sales for that App State game. We initially had an allotment of 2,000. Now, um, and we sold 1,800. Um, so we have 1,200 remaining because we received an additional 1,000. Um, the, the for App or Michigan? For, for App State. I uh, thought it was sold out. Well, yeah, this is this is good information because this came this came from Coleman, Spain, with okay. the ECU ticket office. Okay, and, and yes, you're you're correct. Uh, App State did put that out that it is a sellout, but um, we initially received two thousand tickets. Eighteen hundred have been sold, and then we had an additional a thousand sent our way. Um, the contract had for two thousand last year and. University of North Carolina received 3,000. So, um, and John Gilbert and Doug Gillen, the AD at App, uh, worked work that out to, you know, where we received an additional 1,000. So, I know it's a pricey ticket, Pirate fans, but let's buy those tickets and uh, you know, let's get 3,000-plus Pirates uh, in the stadium there at Kid Brewer on September 16th and um, you know, do what we can uh, to – to create a, a solid atmosphere, because I promise you, it will be a, it will be a rowdy environment, and more pirates there, the better, obviously. Yeah, and and, and you know what I would what I would. Baba, can, can you hear me? I yeah, keep I getting phone calls. Okay, keep getting phone calls. Um, uh, you, what I was just pirate fans to complain about the price. Uh, you know what I supply and demand issue. Their stadium only holds a little over thirty thousand. Um, I get a ticket. What is it? 120 bucks are asking. Um, is uh, it's a bit much. Was it 120 or is it 140, Bubba? Uh, I want to say it's one 130. Okay, one. Uh, okay. Look, last year, last year, North Carolina was 150. Okay, so yeah, so so it less than North Carolina ticket. Um, what, what I would you know 
suggest to John uh, Gilbert going forward as we're going to uh, be, you know, uh, pr- prolonging this series and making it a regular thing sounds like it's in the works. I, I would, I would ask that Gilbert uh, ask uh, Apps AD that can we keep the tickets below a hundred going forward, even if that means ninety nine dollars. Um, I really don't have a problem with it, but I know a lot of Pirate fans do. Um, I understand supply and demand, and I get it. I, I think we would do the same thing if our stadium held 30000 Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I, I understand the frustration, but at the same time, I understand, um, you know, the App State point of view, you know, with, with the – I mean, and this is coming from um, multiple people very close to the situation. I take it as a compliment. Yeah, this is coming from multiple people very close to the situation that the demand for this game is is greater than it was for North Carolina. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, but I think when you look at our two fan bases, I really believe it, App State's proven themselves at this level now, not even at the FCS level, but they, they've been at the FBS now, level now 10 years, I guess, and have proven themselves at this level. Um, this should be, you know, as it's going to be harder and harder to get North Carolina and North Carolina set on the schedule, we really need to embrace this thing with App. And, uh, and, and I think by, by having a long-term home-and-home schedule with App, I think that only helps our argument with trying to get home-and-homes to North Carolina and North Carolina State as we eventually try to take that to state legislation. Because um, then we can say, hey, look, we, we, we invited Charlotte into our conference. We've got home-and-home with that state. It's only right that North Carolina, North Carolina State, does us the, the same, um, extends us the same courtesy, because uh, I do believe we're going to have to end up taking that legislation. Um, you didn't bring up the Michigan ticket sales, though. Um, this was this information was back a few weeks ago. Um, they had extended the deadline for that, uh, where you could still order those tickets through ECU. Uh, my guess is that that has since expired because this. This, like I said, and this was the last week of June. Um, but then uh, we had sold just over 2,000 through ECU. Not sure where that finished up, um, but there were there were uh, several hundred still remaining. So hopefully those were sold. And, you know, if you're still interested in going that game and you can't get one by calling 1-800-ECU, as you see there at the bottom of the screen, you can – call the Michigan ticket office, see if they have any left, or um, obviously the secondary market uh, with TickPick and SeatGeek, et cetera. StubHub, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, um, yeah, no, I, a lot of people going to Michigan game. I have no interest. If you have interest, you can find a ticket. It, they, there's a lot of seats in that stadium. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't even hesitate to go without a ticket. I'm sure you'll be able to buy one outside the stadium. Um, it, it's a huge place. So, yeah. Uh, a lot, lot of things coming up, uh, Bub. I'm sure uh, here soon we'll be ready to announce our uh, fall lineup for uh, for shows. So uh, everybody needs to stay tuned for that. And uh, a lot of exciting things coming up here on the Sports Objective. Yeah, like you referenced, the, the fall lineup, um, Absolute Empowerment with Jeff Connors. Uh, that will be returning this fall, uh, a little bit of a summer hiatus. He, he has done a couple of shows over the summer months and we appreciate that but um you know playing a lot of golf and uh, actually just called me a couple minutes ago um probably looking to line up his next guest and and, and record a podcast but uh appreciate coach connor's coming back once again with absolute empowerment 
And then uh, we'll also have Sonny and Semenza. Um, they'll take a look at some of the top games each week, you know, specifically as it pertains to the spread and make their picks. Um, we will have um, a Pirate's Life for me. Uh, that will be most weeks on, on Friday. Uh, we'll also have our Pirate Preview where we take a look at whoever East Carolina is playing. Also the Pirate Football Playback um, that we already mentioned before Kyle joined. Um, L&K Custom Homes with East Carolina great Kevin K.K. Walker back on board as the title sponsor once again. Appreciate his support of the show. And we'll be taking your calls for that one. Yes, we'll be taking calls on that uh, for the first time this year. So um, that will be each and every Sunday night. So look look forward to that. And then uh, we'll also have some new programming. And uh, we'll, we'll wait and um, uh, release that here in the next few days. And we'll have uh, one of the co-hosts for that show uh, on uh, with his fellow co-host, who I'm joined by right now. Yeah, so uh, me and uh... – I mean, somebody's going to have a little something-something cooking as there'll be an interesting <laughs> spin on things. And uh, I, uh, I I got some ideas I need to, to throw at, uh, at said co-host. And uh, Bubba, need to need to throw them at you. Um, I, I don't know. Bubba, are you going to make us responsible for getting our own guest? Because uh, if, if you are, we're screwed. <laughs> I have faith in you. No. No, I got it. Okay. Uh, you, you guys, uh, whether, whether it's just the two of you or – involving a guest and uh, you'll do great i know uh stevie he's had some oh, now you've given it away uh, yeah uh, i spilled the beans. okay we'll go ahead it's, it's, the it's, beans here uh, just just another sports podcast yeah, with kyle and stevie. podcast with kyle barber and stevie fly stevie has had some excellent guests on um the final the final score, score. Yeah. score um you know he, he's a huge pittsburgh steelers fan uh has had a lot of you know, steelers players and then other personnel on his show down through the years so uh, i know um he's certainly uh, very capable of getting some quality guests and you know be it uh, nfl football college football or otherwise so, Absolutely. Uh, so so that will be um kind of a variety show um just another sports podcast so kind of open-ended as this show is even though it's east carolina focused and you'll discuss it'll be it'll, it'll be the same it will be east carolina focused uh, we, we're going to have a lot of regional college football coverage. Uh, like if, if, if the big game in the region that week is Appalachia state in coastal Carolina, or if it's uh UNC and NC state, we're going to focus in on whatever the big regional game is that week, along with covering, uh, East Carolina and, uh, you know, Steve, you'll sprinkle in some NFL talk and, uh, and we both like list, uh, something me and Steve, yeah. you're both big fans of. So uh, there's probably going to be a lot of lists on that show, like top five favorite East Carolina players, et cetera, et cetera. So if you like lists, you'll enjoy our show. And, yes, Stevie, uh, I spilled the beans. Uh, I apologize for that. But, uh, no, yeah, a, a list. Lists are great and always create some controversy. Uh, like we were just talking with none of the Pirates being named to pro football focus list of – the, the first, second, and third teams for the all AAC performers. So, um, you know, right or wrong, list, create controversy, and create 
conversation. They're good talking points. Yeah, good talking points, and that's something that Big Game Boomer specializes in, and uh, we'll have Big Game Boomer on the show on Thursday night, 8.30, to talk Big 12 football as well as other college football talk. Well, do, you, do you think he can call us the number one pirate podcast this year, Ben? He's going to be on the show. Let's see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, As uh, Michael Perry said, alongside – Jeff Charles, uh, when we had that memorable moment uh, against the Memphis Tigers, the the shot by Brandon Suggs. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> let's see here. But, uh, yeah, appreciate. Uh, let's see. Stevie chimes in, says we can have Bubba on for some pro wrestling talk. Yeah. As a fraud, I would have no clue what to say. And, uh, you know, all the pro wrestling <laughs> gurus, tuning in i uh, would quickly tune out uh unless kyle and stevie took the wheel yeah i'm sure at some point particularly after football season uh you know me, me and stevie will definitely uh have quite a few segments focused on professional wrestling as we are both uh both more so old school wrestling fans we both keep up with the modern product and uh so uh, we'll definitely do some stuff with that and hopefully the listeners will enjoy it but um, I think that's about that's all I had. Anything else for you, Kyle? Before we wrap this up, not a thing, Bubba. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Excellent thirty-minute conversation with the new play-by-play voice and director of broadcasting at East Carolina University on the ECU Sports Network, and that is Chris Edwards. And uh, if you're watching and listening live, definitely go back and listen to that first thirty minutes. And uh, excellent conversation and our play-by-play position is in great hands with East Carolina um, alum coming home um, to his alma mater, Chris Edwards, but uh, look forward to visiting with him some throughout the season for uh, Kyle from LaGrange Barber, Dave Richmond, who had to uh, check out early, had some business he had to attend to. And uh, also the absent Matt Semenza. I'm Bob Rosenbaum and you've been watching and listening to the sports objective. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. And as always go pirates. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.